0: Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the Texas Values Report. My name is Nicole Hudgens and I'm the Director of Policy at Texas Values. We're the largest statewide organization focusing on faith, family, and freedom in the state of Texas. We work at the Capitol, in the courts, and the courts of public opinion. The media, and I'm excited to announce that our C4 organization, Texas Values Action, just released its scorecard. So if you want to find out how your legislator voted on issues concerning life, marriage, religious freedom, human sexuality, and more, I encourage you to go to txvaluesaction.org and you can find out how your legislator voted in this past legislative session We've also got some exciting things coming up. Uh, The policy forum, if you haven't gone to our website, txvalues.org, you can find out about the exciting event that we're having right here in Austin, September 6th through 7th. We're going to be having Senator Ted Cruz, uh, Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin, We're going to be having uh, legislators, we've got folks flying in from uh, Washington, D.C., from all over the country, Massachusetts, um, California, folks flying in from all over the country to talk about the issues of life, marriage, religious freedom, and human sexuality, and how Texas can stay and continue to grow in standing for the issues of faith, family, and freedom. You've heard the, the expression, as Texas goes, so goes the rest of the nation. And that's why it's so important when it comes to issues of public policy that we are working as hard as we can to advance those issues. And I'm telling you folks, you know, I'd, when I first came back to Texas from Washington, D.C., I thought, oh, I'm going to Texas. This is going to be so easy to pass conservative pro-family legislation. Uh, it's th- I'm, I wasn't worried about what was happening at the local levels. And then I got here and realized that we really are the front lines of the issues of faith, family, and freedom. So it's so important that we pay attention, not only with what happens at the national level, but what's happening at the Texas Capitol during the legislative session, what's happening in our school districts. And at our city councils. And so what we do at Texas Values is we work on these issues and we get to work with some people who are on the ground at the local level and help equip them, help support them And help get the word out because what happens at the local level impacts what happens at the state. And what happens at the state impacts the rest of the nation. And if you want to find out more about the work that we're doing, I encourage you to go to our website, txvalues.org. That's txvalues.org. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and I know that we've got some of those watching the show right now on Facebook Live. Want to give a shout out to y'all, and certainly we've got folks listening on air in Central Texas on the bridge. We're so thankful for the bridge and the work that they do, and allowing us to come use this amazing studio and bring and help share the message of what's happening in the st- state of Texas on faith, family, and freedom. Folks, our team has been really busy lately. (laughs) A lot of people think, oh, the legislative session's over. Y'all can take a break. Well, we took maybe a little bit of a break. A few of us did, but we actually have been on the road. So Jonathan uh, Sines is actually on the road right now to Houston, the Houston area for an event. He was in El Paso earlier this week. I've flown to Atlanta, Uh, I drove to Denton. We've been driving all over the state of Texas during the interim season. We've been working on the scorecard. We've been working on the policy forum. We've done events in different parts of the state. And last night we did a very special event in Austin. And what it was is a town hall to help inform parents about what's happening in the school district in regards to sex education. And for those listening who may have little ears sitting with you in the car uh, or watching on Facebook Live, I just want to give a little bit of a a parental advisory because we are going to be talking about Um, some really concerning subjects that definitely require a a parental advisory. Um, We're going to be talking about what Austin ISD is trying to teach kids uh, in regards to sex, and it it doesn't always align with family values. And so I just want to make sure that that advisory is is up before we begin the discussion. But last night we had this town hall with Concerned Parents of Texas, and we had it at Oak Meadow Baptist Church. They were such gracious hosts. And we invited parents from the school district to come in and hear what the school district has been trying to push uh, on our children. They've they've gone through meetings where they're suggesting some very controversial, at best, sex education. Uh, education curriculum that's linked directly to Planned Parenthood, uh, creating some curriculum that's got some very concerning and controversial issues in it that parents need to know about. And so I'm excited that we have an amazing woman who used to teach in Austin ISD and has been working very hard to help inform parents about what's happening in the school district. Carol Ayala is with Concerned Parents of Texas, and she's become not only uh, a co cold- Coalition partner, but a friend. And she's done some amazing work in helping tell parents what's happening because she's been able to see what goes on as a teacher and what's, what's happening in the school district. So, Carol, thank you so much for joining us today on the Texas Values Report.
1: I'm glad to be here.
0: Well, first off, let's, um, let's let our listeners know a little bit about your background and, and why you care about what Austin ISD is doing in regards to the sex education curriculum.
1: Well, like you already mentioned, I was teaching for the district here in Austin. Um, actually, uh, um, my 20 year career, I taught 11 here in Austin. And in 2015 16, my my school decided to bring a, a, a program to the campus that would normalize homosexuality and transgenderism. And that was, we were supposed to create a climate where that would be acceptable, and we would promote that uh, to our students. And that was something that I knew I could not do.
0: Mm -hmm. So tell me, you know, a lot of folks in this area, you know, they may have seen something in the news that Austin was considering changing the curriculum. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't know what's happened over the past year, six months on on the sex education issue, can you can you give us a little bit of a timeline of what's been happening?
1: Well, uh, basically, they started, uh, to the best of our knowledge, in 2014. They first began with the Welcoming Schools program, which is has been developed by the Human Rights Campaign, the largest LGBTQ uh, political lobby group in the country. Right. Mm-hmm. So they started that, and so they started to train the teachers because what they were going to do was to change the curriculum where it would be considered inclusive um, to bring in the acceptance of LGBTQ or SOGI um, behaviors and that they would be highlighted and the kids would be uh, taught about, uh, you know, gender identity, which we know is a tsunami going on right now in the culture and everything. And so we got involved... Uh, of small, um, a couple of other people and myself decided that we were going to bring attention to this. And so we began to do something about it in 2017. So the district was ready to implement their new sex education that would have incorporated um, these teachings to our children through the sex education program program. Um, And we took it to the shack and we asked them some hard questions and we said, what is happening? What is going on? And why aren't the parents being informed? So and I'm 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 going to pause right there
0: just so that our, our listeners understand using the term shack. So when a school district adopts a sex education curriculum or any health type of curriculum, it has to go through what is known as the Student Health Advisory Council. So that means that uh, or the the School Health Advisory Council, known for short, the SHAC, and it's supposed to be made up of parents and teachers, members of the community, and so that the community can implement their values when it comes to these issues. So some of the things they'll talk about in the SHAC are, you know, how are we going to help stop smoking and vaping, and and what are what's a curriculum that we can we can implement that that will help on those health issues. But they'll also talk about the sex education curriculum and they'll look at curriculum and recommend it to the school district to vote on. Now the school district doesn't have to listen to the Shack's recommendations, but oftentimes, many times the school districts will simply take the recommendations of the Shack of whatever curriculum they, they recommend and they'll vote on that. So when Carol's talking about um, what the Shack is, this is the, the committee that, uh, that is is coming up with these suggestions and um, and recommending them to the school board a lot of people don't know that that their school district has a shack but they do Uh, if you look in the texas education code chapter 28 you'll see that the legislature has told school districts that they're supposed to have uh, these these councils committees where parents have an imp have input on what's being recommended to the school district so carol i'm sorry to interrupt just wanted to make sure our listeners knew what a shack was Um, keep going what so you went to the shack and and you you brought up some concerns
1: Yes, I brought up some concerns about the welcoming schools because I wanted to know who had decided that that was something that we could push, be pushed on our uh, students, uh, which were well over 83,000 uh, students at the time. Um, and uh, they, didn't, um, they didn't really respond to that except that at the shack they had decided to implement the program, to recommend that program. But that started a process where the district was ready to to bring in, for instance, a the three R's, which is the rights, uh, respect, and responsibility program, which is a sex ed program that is free and open to anyone. You can see it on uh, on online by the Advocates for Youth, which is a LGBT um, activist group mm-hmm.
0: that and produced
1: that sex ed.
0: And they're connected. They're they're very well connected with Planned Parenthood as well, is is my understanding. And so you've got organizations that have really strong political agendas coming into the schools and teaching kids uh, about sex education and and issues like this that parents should be involved in. Parents should be talking to their kids about these issues. No matter what a child is going through, no matter who they are, uh, how they identify, Every child should be treated with dignity and respect and care. And we will always strongly... strongly advocate that every child, no matter what, should should be respected, cared for, um, honored. Every person is created in the image of God, no matter what. But it's important that parents are aware of what is coming into the schools and the certain agendas that are being taught to their children um, by these outside organizations that do have, uh, frankly, selfish motives. You know, you look at Planned Parenthood, um, t- talking to former, plan- or hearing from former Planned Parenthood directors or uh, personnel talk about how there was very much a strategy to go into the schools because they could calculate how many and on average how many abortions a girl would have by the time that girl went through through their program Um, it was it was a financial gain for them so uh, but you you brought these concerns with what the three r's curriculum was and, and i've read some of it it's very concerning issues that sh- so many things were brought up in that curriculum that should not be taught, you know, to children without parents being involved uh, directly. And some kids, you know, don't they? They need to have that direct conversation with their parent. Not be taught about these issues um, in in other ways that that it seems like this curriculum is pushing. So, so Carol, thank. So you brought up the concerns of what these what the three R's curriculum was doing. What what happened after that?
1: Well, the district had to make some changes because the public started to uh, question, parents started to contact the school district, and so they decided to scrap that program and essentially had to start over. And so now where they are is they have, and this is taken, uh, this is almost three years later, uh, because they had wanted to start this program in in kindergarten, which essentially would go down to pre-K. And uh, so what they did is, I guess they felt they were compromising by starting in third grade. And so right now, that is, that is the focus. The district has decided they, they, to create their own um, program when it comes to uh, through fifth, and they were going to adopt uh, Get Real, which is a comprehensive or a, you know, inclusive of, of, with that community, with LGBT community, uh, a program called Get Real, which was a Planned Parenthood program as well. That's and right. so they, and so now they had to scrap that because of s b twenty two and they are, at this very moment, they are finalizing and working on an in-house curriculum that does cover sixth through eighth grades. And um, they it's not ready right now, and they they commented that they hope to be voting. Uh, The board hopes to be voting it through in in October.
0: Wow. Well, Carol, thank you so much for that information. That's so important for our listeners to know the history of what's been going on. I know that we were at some of the shack meetings and saw how parents on both sides of the political aisle, everyone knows Austin's very diverse, uh, you know, the saying, you know, keep it weird here in Austin. But what was interesting is that while this three R's curriculum was being pushed through, the SHAC, the Student Health uh, Advisory Council, School Health Advisory Council, they were not being transparent with what was happening, and the district claim was claiming that you know parents were involved and parents were showing up at the SHAC meeting, going, I didn't know that this was happening, I didn't know this was taking place, you know, and some of them were okay with certain things being taught, others were not, you know, like I said folks on different sides of the political aisle were standing up saying, I as a parent wanted to be part of this process. And I wasn't allowed to be I wasn't brought in and and talked to I I didn't know what was happening. And so like you said, parents were really upset with what with what happened. And in the midst of this, it, it slowed down what was happening with the three R's curriculum. But then the school district put in these quote, national standards, and I, and I have to use it in quotation marks because national standards sounds like something that, you know, the government, maybe the federal government formed, like it maybe it came from the Department of Education, something like that, national standards for sex ed. But the fact is, is it, it doesn't. It, it's national standards, meaning that some groups got together and decided that these were going to be the, quote, national standards. And that was a term that was brought up to parents, well, these are the national standards, and this curriculum lines up with these national standards, which has a lot of the controversial issues that that you just talked about, Carol. So so now the school districts implemented these standards, and they're just trying to find a curriculum that fits the standards. Uh, But it's it's really concerning because parents felt totally left out of the process. You saw where the, the media... Took in the issue and 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 started um, reporting on it and the concern that parents had. So you saw where the school district actually sent out a survey, a survey to parents, you know, and and which sounded like a great idea. Hey, get some, finally get some parental input here, but only to find out that the way that the survey was written, it was skewed. So it wasn't, it wasn't. You know, should your child be taught sexual orientation? in third fourth or fifth grade it was when should sexual orientation be taught in third fourth or fifth grade so it's not if the issue should be taught in at the elementary level it's when the issue should be taught at the elementary school level there wasn't a place where parents could say not applicable or a later grade would be better or you know, no. I would prefer to have that conversation with my my child myself as a parent. There were no options there. It was just when would these issues be taught?
1: Well, and Nicole, and what I want to put, I want to also point out, is this survey that was uh, five thousand plus people responded, mm-hmm. and we're talking a, a student population of eighty three thousand, mm-hmm. and the survey only yielded. 5,000 plus, but it was this parent so-called parent survey included teachers, uh, it included high school students, it included community members and, um, and the shack itself. And so you're talking about maybe even 7% of the people that took that survey were parents. And so if a district really wanted to know what parents Uh, their input. They would do what I had to do many times as a teacher throughout the years, and that is send a survey home with each one of my students and get it back through my classroom. Mm -hmm. That's how you get a survey where you really want parents to give input. Mm -hmm.
0: And and so, I mean, we saw where the media started coming out, you know, that there were there's concerns, you know, there's still concerns about that survey. And now the school district is going to be sending out another another survey, is my understanding. And so I encourage parents, please, as soon as the survey comes out, you need to be letting the school district know how you feel about these issues. You need to be contacting your school district member in AISD. And maybe you're listening, saying, well, I live in West Texas. We don't have these issues. Or I, I live somewhere else in the state. Folks, it is so important that you are engaged with what's happening in your school district. There are so many policies and procedures, things that are being pushed through at the local level, oftentimes when people are not paying attention, when they least expect it, and it's so important that you understand what's happening at your school board meeting, what's happening at your local city council, because this is where really the front lines of the battle are. So many times what we see happen at the local level ends up being a major discussion of what happens at the state level and what happens at the state level will impact the national level. That's how important it is that we stay engaged with what's happening at the local level. Uh, Carol, tell us a little bit. um, Time is flying by (laughs) as we're talking about this. Tell us a little bit, um, you know, what is concerning about some of some of this curriculum, you know, if AISD is creating this new curriculum, are there any concerns that parents should have, you know, if they're not using get real, which and you mentioned SB 22, SB 22 ensures a local, a local uh, entity, including a school district, can't pay um, an abortion provider or an affiliate. uh, They can't use taxpayer money to, to purchase something from them. Uh, that's part of the bill SB twenty two, which is why uh, the local school district, you know, was saying that it wasn't going to to purchase the Planned Parenthood curriculum. It is Is our understanding that's why the hesitancy was there? But but Carol, tell us, like, what else is it, what could be the concerns of the school district creating a new curriculum?
1: Well, parents should still be concerned because even though. Um They might say, okay, well, the school district scrapped the, you know, uh, the three R's, which is extremely, you know, uh, leftist and very, very radical. Um, They still have the, the national sex standards. And so anything they create is going to still be the same. It's still going to be the same. It's simply going to have their own stamp of AISD on it, even though it might not be purchased, like, from Planned Parenthood. So it's going to be the same. It's just going to, to be their own work. Um, also, they need to be concerned that one of the things we pointed out is that these programs uh, redefine the family. Uh, they, uh, in such an effort, you know, to, to bring down uh, the mother and father model, you know, the natural model that's been created since the beginning of time, uh, that's very important that that be abolished. Um, and and the terms mother and father and brother and sister and that's in the 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 lessons themselves. Mm-hmm. And so it's true that the devil is in the details. You need to, to know. Uh, it wasn't until I actually went through uh, the lessons and and line by line that I that I got to see exactly what the intentions are of the school district for the children to learn. Um, so parents need to be involved at every level. Yes, go to the shack, not just, uh, AISC recommends people go to the shack and they give their two minutes. Uh, We recommend that you apply for membership. Um, You should know that this is not mandated by the the state to be taught. This is not academic. This is Mm -hmm. values. This Mm -hmm. is beliefs. Uh, And so you have every right to know what that is and to opt out if you so choose to do that which is what we recommend as a group we recommend not only you opt out but that you take hold of what your children are learning and you teach them themselves Mm -hmm. Uh, people can go to our website we do have biblical resources on purity that we recommend we we recommend uh, one of the things i wished i had mentioned last night that i should have is that churches need to take hold of their congregations Mm -hmm. and teach them biblical purity the pastors need to encourage uh their parents to to get involved and to teach why and what uh, why these things are not acceptable Mm -hmm. and and only then can parents truly be prepared Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i hope that helps
0: absolutely well carol thank you so much and i i so agree you know i think it's important especially as believers sometimes we hear about these things and our first reaction is to you know go against with what the culture is trying to say and that is so important we're called to be salt and light But it's so important that we understand what the truth is first. What is the biblical model for marriage and family? Like God got it right at the beginning uh, that, that, that marriage would be between a man and a woman and that children would be raised in that loving and caring relationship. And I think it's so important that as churches, we're not afraid to talk about that, that we're not afraid to talk about the truth of marriage and the truth of family and show why God designed it that way and why it's so beautiful and why it's so important and that sex is a beautiful thing and it's a wonderful thing. It's a holy thing. And and that we not be afraid to address those issues so that when the world comes and, and brings these counterfeits, that we're able to bring first the truth and then explain why the counterfeit is not um, in alignment with with scripture or with our beliefs or or our conscience or science so um, thank you carol so much for joining us today on the texas values report i so appreciate you coming on and folks we're I can't believe it. We've only got 60 seconds left, but I just want (laughs) to encourage you. If you want to come hear Carol speak again, you can go to our policy forum, which is going to be September 6th through 7th. You can sign up at txvalues.org. Don't forget to sign up. We we need you to sign up as soon as possible. We're filling up. We also have a dinner that General Jerry Boykin is going to be speaking at. It's going to be exciting. You can sign up for that as well. It'll be during the time of the policy conference or the policy forum. And if you want to find out more about what we're doing at Texas Values, you can go to txvalues.org, sign up for our email alerts. We'll let you know what's happening in school districts like Austin ISD and what's happening around the state on the issues of faith, family, and freedom here in the state of Texas. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful weekend.